You are listening to audio from Hyde Park Baptist Church in Lumberton, North Carolina. You can join us each Sunday morning at 1045 Eastern Standard Time at hydepark.online.church. On behalf of the family, um, they would like to say thank you. You have no idea how important it is for this family to turn around and see all of your faces today. To be able to shake your hand, to be able to give you a hug, to be able just to see you is, is just an incredible impact for this family. And, and they want to say thank you. Thank you for, for your calls, your emails, um, if you've brought food over to the house, whatever, whatever you've done. They are deeply, deeply grateful for that. But I have a favor to ask. And if you've been through a loss in your family, you know what it's like that that after the funeral and after life kind of moves on, that's when the loneliness really sets in. That's when the weighty and the heaviness of everything kind of sets in. So I'm going to ask you to do, a, do them a favor, and that is to keep reaching out, to keep offering meals, um, to keep popping in, to keep sending the emails, and certainly keep praying for this family. I know that today we have a lot of family from, well, all over the place. We've got a whole lot of friends from North Myrtle, friends of Boone, and friends of the, the girls here. We're glad that you're here. We also know that there's a lot of colleagues, doctors, nurses, even the staff that uh, Dr. Campbell worked with, who from what I hear is second to none. We're glad that you're all here. We also have a whole host of people watching online this morning. Family that maybe couldn't be here, friends from all over the place. Dr. Campbell had a, had a wide impact and a lot of people that were connected to him. So we want to welcome you as well if you're watching online. It's hard to know what to think. It's hard to know what to say. It's hard to know what to believe. One of the darkest moments that a family can go through is when someone they love makes a choice to end their own life. So I have, I have just a few goals of what we want to try to accomplish today while we're together for this short time. Number one, we're going to worship God. We're going to honor Him. And it's hard to follow uh, Miss Cindy when she sings the way that, that God has given her the talent to sing, but we're going to worship God today. We're going to honor Him. We're going to love Him. We're going to lean to Him. We're going to seek His face and His guidance and His wisdom. Number two, we are going to remember a man who made a tremendous impact on everyone he met. The reason you're here is because Dr. Campbell impacted you. And this family has impacted you. And then finally, we, we have to deal with a hard topic today. And folks, we have to deal with this. We have to put it on the table. We have to look at it through God's Word. We, we've, we've got to wrestle with this. And so that's what we're going to do. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and let's ask Him to guide us today. Father, You alone are the creator of this universe. You alone spoke and hung the stars in place. You alone, Father, created this blue planet and set it at just the right distance from the sun. And Father, you, in all of your power and majesty, saw this day long before humanity was ever placed on this planet. 
Father, we're in awe of your power, we're in awe of your majesty, we're in awe of your holiness, we're in awe that you know us by name. And then, Father, you allowed your Son to come into this world, and he laid down his life that we may find life. He, he, he died publicly in shame, not because of anything he did, but all that we did. And Father, we, we come together in this place and we, we seek your guidance, we seek your wisdom, we seek your help. Father, we know your grace is sufficient, we know your love is everlasting, we know that your mercy is fresh and new every morning. But Father, right now in this moment, what we need most, what we need most is for you to touch our heart and our, and our lives and help us to begin this healing journey that we're on. Father, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable to you in this moment in time. We thank you for all you've given us in Christ's name. Amen. You may be wondering why I refer to Dr. Campbell as Dr. Campbell rather than Jeff. Well, this family has been part of our church for a long time. Prior to them moving to the beach, uh, we would interact. I would see them when they were on campus. And um, he would always tell me, just call me Jeff. Well, my name's Jeff, too. But out of respect, I always called him Dr. Campbell. still do. The reason I do is because Dr. Campbell's a brilliant man. If you've worked with him, you know that this man was brilliant. And, and I only got to experience some of that here on campus when we would talk. And we had some opportunities to have some great conversations, not only about God's Word, but about his career, about the things he did. See, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed, I'm blown away by anyone who can perform surgeries. I mean, that just is so intriguing. And if that is your profession, or if you're a nurse and you work in the medical field, or even in the front office, I'm just blown away by your abilities and what God has equipped you to do. Dr. Campbell was a brilliant man, and and I want to always honor him by just calling him Dr. Campbell, but there's another way I wanted to honor him today, and that's by wearing this bow tie. And I want you to know that um, there was a lot of pain and tribulation <laughs> that went into putting this thing on. I started on YouTube last night. I didn't even, have, by the way, this is a borrowed tie. I had to borrow this thing from one of our guys in the church. And through YouTube and Google, I, I got over the line and, and got this thing tied. And I don't think I'm going to take it off anytime soon because I've pretty proud of what I did with that. Anyway, you'll see a lot of bow ties today, all to honor a great, great man. Um, we all love Dr. Campbell. And it's in a moment like this, we, we wrestle with all that we know about this week. And it can feel like something sitting on your chest. I, I don't know if you felt that this week. But something just kind of sitting on your chest like you can't get a good breath of air. I know the family's felt it. I know that many of you felt it. It can feel like you're, you're, you're drowning. It can feel like you're sinking when you're trying to process all that's taking place. So what I want to do is I want to just throw you a lifeline today. Just four quick, easy things that come right out of Scripture. Just kind of throw you a lifeline. Because some of you are sinking. And we need to talk about some things today and get some clarity from God's Word as best we can in the time that we've got. So I want to throw you a lifeline. The first lifeline that I want to throw you is Dr. Campbell's death is not your fault. 
You see, some of you this week have had this running through your head. I should have done this. I should have called him. I should have went by. I should have saw what was going on. I should have, I should have had lunch with him. I should have. And that, that just keeps rolling around in your head. I should have. I should have. I should have. And you see, no one talks more to you than you. We're all having a conversation with ourselves every day, and nobody talks to you more than you talk to you. And in the conversation you've been having with yourself this week, you've been taking guilt upon yourself that is not your guilt to take on. You see, we love Dr. Campbell. But can we all just agree that we hate the decision that he made? Maybe we need to check on each other more. Maybe we need to make some more phone calls. Maybe we need to set the cell phones aside. Maybe we need to get off the internet. Maybe we need to have some face-to-face conversation. I'm, I'm sure that's all true. But the reality is, is that Dr. Campbell made a bad choice. And God has not called you to bear up under the guilt of his choice. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, it says this, God writing to the nation of Israel, he says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death. Every one of us has set before us by God himself life and death. He says, therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. So don't bear under the guilt of something that is not yours to carry. The the second thing I want you to know is that Dr. Campbell's death does not define his life. I I asked Sarah, I said, "How, how how many surgeries do you think he's done? Thousands. Thousands. She was even telling me about uh, among the surgeons, there's kind of bragging rights among you folks about how long your longest surgery was and how long you stayed in the operating room. And Dr. Campbell's was 16 hours, right? That's something to brag about, folks. All of the healing and the comfort that he provided to probably many of you, that you were suffering, you went to him. And I heard that one of the things he does is he'd fist bump his patients when you would come in, Right. And the staff was right there with him, taking the notes and doing what they needed to do. So folks, his choice was a bad choice, but listen, that choice is not going to define his life. And you and I have a responsibility to make sure that the choice that he made does not define who this man was. This man married a wonderful lady, has a beautiful family, Brought healing and comfort to many people. I heard, I hear he was a tremendous force to be reckoned with when he got a shotgun in his hand. All the times that you spent with him, whether it be through hunting and fishing and home, folks, we are going to remember Dr. Campbell because Dr. Campbell was not only a brilliant man, but he's a man who loved well. So we're not going to let. The manner of his death redefined who he was as a man. You know, I've made some really dumb decisions throughout my life. And no doubt many of you have as well. And just like we don't let a a bad decision back in our life define who we are today, neither are we going to do that 
in this situation. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 10 says this, it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. And you see, just as much as I'm called to the ministry that God has called me to, God had called Dr. Campbell to go off to school, to become a surgeon, to, to go through the rigors of what it means to be a professional in his field. And that God used him to bring healing to people, and that God used him to put a smile on your face, and that God used him to, to allow you to have a better night's rest because of what you were suffering with with your health. A dad who spent time with his kids. So I have another favor that I need to ask of you. As I throw this lifeline to you that, that not only is his death not your fault, and and that his death does not define his life. And we've got to grab onto that, folks. And we've, we've got to remember the Dr. Campbell that you worked with and that you played with and that you had all this fun with. But here's what I need you to do. If you want to honor this family and you want to honor Dr. Campbell's life, then don't be part of the gossip that is sure to happen. Um, I have been in ministry for about 18 years. Walked with a lot of families through some very dark places and some dark places just like this. And every community that I've lived in sees this as an opportunity just to simply to have a talk about something. And you, who represent the community, I need you to put a stop to that. That's not helping this family. It's not helping you. It's not helping our community. So his death doesn't define his life. The third thing I need you to, to get is this, is and this may sound a little strange, but it's okay. Dr. Campbell's death needs your forgiveness. You see, part of what you're struggling with, you got some anger on the inside of you. If you don't have it now, you will have later. Because just like me, you were sitting here, maybe when you walked in, you saw the, the screen, right? You saw the pictures of this family, all the things that they've done together, and, and you have the question in your mind, how did he arrive at that place to make the choice that he made? I don't know. You don't know. It was a very dark place that he was in. But if you don't get to the place where you're willing to say, Dr. Campbell, I forgive you. It will poison you from the inside out. And it will take you to a dark place. If Dr. Campbell had wronged you in, in, in his life, if he had done anything wrong and, and he came and sought you out, you would hesitate to offer him forgiveness, would you? That's just the kind of people you are. That's just as important today as it would, would be if he was still with us. Ephesians 4.23 says, Forgive one another as God in Christ forgave you. For those of you who have put your faith in Jesus and he's changed you from the inside out, God has forgiven you a mountain of wrong. And you know what God calls us to do as disciples of Christ? He calls us to offer that same grace and that same mercy to others. And that is just as true today in Dr. Campbell's passing as it would have been if he was standing before you. Don't, don't let, don't let the shock of his passing turn into anger that is directed towards him. This then turns into unforgiveness. And let me tell you where that leads. It leads to bitterness. 
And the Bible talks about bitterness in the framework of a root. And when a root of bitterness gets into your heart, it spills out into every relationship you have. Your marriage, your kids, your grandkids, your coworkers. It poisons you. So if I could throw you a lifeline, I would tell you that go ahead now in your heart and just say these words. Dr. Campbell, I forgive you. I forgive you. And don't let that poison your soul. And the fourth thing that I want to throw out to you, and I think this is um, one of the most powerful things that I can tell you today. And I want to read a passage from Romans chapter 8. Listen to what Paul writes here. He says, In verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Verse 37, he says, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth. And let me add here, the depth of depression, the depth of the pain that's in your very heart nor anything else in creation will it be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know why that's important? It's because every family that I've walked with down through the years that have faced what this family is facing and has faced, there is someone who will emerge from their circle of friends or family and they will look at the family and they will say, Well, we know that Dr. Campbell put his faith in Jesus years ago. I know that because I saw Jesus in him when we ministered together here on this campus. I know that he had met Jesus and Jesus had changed his life. Does that mean that Dr. Campbell was perfect? No, it does not. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect either. But what it does mean is that there was a time in Dr. Campbell's life where he saw Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords and that that Jesus is the only way to be right with a holy God. At a point in his life, he surrendered all and put his faith in Jesus, and Jesus gave him a brand new life. And at that moment, Jesus says, now you are now adopted by God the Father. You are now part of the family of God. You are now in the Father's hand, and nothing shall pluck you out. Paul says, now you are loved by God, and you are receiving the grace of God, and there is nothing in this life that will ever separate you from the grace of God. But there are people who will approach this family and say, well, we know that Dr. Campbell was a Christian, but you do know at the moment he chose to take his own life, he lost his salvation. I want to deal with that head on this morning as quickly and as precisely as I can. Based on the authority of God's word, based on the grace that I've experienced in the Father himself, let me say with you and say clearly as I can, that the choice that he made on that evening did not separate him from the grace of the Holy God. That he did not lose his salvation. And as I speak right now on the authority of God's word, because I saw in Dr. Campbell the changed life of what it means to follow Jesus, I can say on the authority of Scripture right now that he is fine in heaven, reunited with those that's gone before him, and all is well with his soul. Now I want to talk to you just a moment. I threw you four lifelines that some things that you may be struggling with, but but I need need you and I to have a conversation right now. And as many people who are in this room right now, 
We have a lot of young people. Thank you for being here. But folks, we live in a broken world. And every day we are inundated with problems and issues from social media, from politics, from every direction. And it very well may be that in all the people who are sitting here today, you or those who are watching online, you find yourself in a very dark place. As a matter of fact, you may be rolling around in your mind the same thing that Dr. Campbell acted on. The pain and the anguish that you feel right now with this family, and I want you to look them in the eyes if you hadn't already today, and, and I want you to feel the pain that they're feeling, and I know that you are. That voice that's in your head that's telling you there's nothing worth living for, let me tell you where that voice comes from. It comes from darkness. It comes from a, a place of destruction. There is a, a being upon this earth. Yes, I do believe in Satan just as much as I believe in God the Father. Just as much as there is a God in heaven, there is a Satan who, who roams this earth and he has a whole army of demons and he is a liar, a deceiver, a killer, a murderer. But he presents himself as light. And if you are wrestling with a dark place. I want you to know, I know you, many of you don't know me, that, that, that's fine, but I want you to know that you need to reach out to somebody, a spouse, a friend, somebody, and just be honest with them about what's going on inside your heart, inside your mind. Jeff at HydePark.Church, email me. I'll, I'll give you my cell number before we leave today. And we can sit down and talk. Men, let me, let me speak to you, men. Let me, let me just speak to you for just a moment. Men, we have this, oh man, this pride in us, don't we? And so the idea is, is that we're, gonna, we're, we're okay. I'm okay. You're okay. We're all okay. We're going to pull ourselves up and we're going to be okay. I'm going to get through this. And what ends up happening is, is we end up getting in a more darker and darker and darker place. Because we think we can pull ourselves out. We think we can, we, we're going to get better. We, we need another vacation. We need something. We, we need something to fill that void. And it's not getting better. Because you think it's going to just on your own strength. There was a time in my life. It was after our first hurricane, Hurricane Matthew here. If you're from this area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The ministry that our church was doing in the community, uh, there, there came a point in about May, June after that hurricane, about nine months in, that I, I ended up in a dark place. And you see, I was saying the same things to myself that maybe many of you said, I'm okay, I'm okay, it's going to be fine, you know. And it wasn't okay. And it wasn't fine. It was far from it. And through a good friend that I finally confided in, he looked at me and he said, you need some counseling, brother. Pfft, counseling. I don't need counseling. I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor. I give out counsel. That's what, I, that's what I'm called to do. You see that pride? But folks, I was in a dark place. And I reached out. I got past my pride. I reached out. And um, after about nine months of meeting with a counselor, someone who was 
able to speak the truth and love to me, I finally found some healing. So I want you to know, I've never told a crowd of people that till today. You're the first crowd I've ever told that to. And the reason I'm telling you this is that if you're in that place, please, the best way you can honor Dr. Campbell is to reach out and say, I'm hurting and I need some help. Guess what? Men and women, I don't mean to just pick on the men, but men, it's not a sign of weakness that you're struggling. It's a sign that you're human. So I'm going to be around after this service. And I'm here, whether you live here or not. Family, um, I haven't got to meet all of you. But those of you I've got to meet has just been a true joy. My goodness, what a wonderful family, Sarah, that, that you have. And um, I'm impressed by all of you in a thousand different ways. And it is an absolute honor to serve you today. I'm going to be praying for you. Um, and I'll serve you any way that I can. And now at this time, I'm going to ask Boone... And Grace, Katie, Beth, if you will, to come on up. It's fine. Boom, you come on up, brother. It's fine. Bear with me, please. Okay. These past few days have felt surreal. The toughest, strongest, kindest man I know has passed away. But the memories I made with my dad will last forever. If there was one thing he loved, it was the outdoors and fishing and hunting and testing his strength versus my own, but he also loved sleeping in a deer stand. <laughs> I asked him, I said, Dad, why do you love sleeping in the deer stand? And he said, Boone, sleeping in the deer stand, you get the best sleep you've ever had. And somehow, every time I've ever slept in the deer stand, I wake up to the deer I want. <laughs> Dad loved his career. He loved helping others. He loved, he loved helping people get through things. But the one thing he never helped was anybody he ever worked with was that horrible techno music he played. It was, it was horrible. But never one time in my life did I think that I would be going and listening to that music without him. And I am. I am. And it's helping me. And I didn't think it ever helped me. If it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't be where I am today. He taught me how to love and how to treat others with respect no matter who or who they were or, where, or what they did. He welcomed people into his home with open arms and would treat them like family no, family no matter what. Dad taught us how to work hard and strive for greatness. He's the reason I'm graduating in a month and he's the reason I'm going to college. There's so much more I could write, but I know if there's one thing my dad would want me to say here right now is that if you need help, and if you need somebody to talk to, please reach out because I do not want anybody to feel the pain that I'm going through right now. <laughs> Haven't gained another angel today or Monday, but this angel plays some Elvis, and a lot of it. <laughs> I love you, Dad, and I'll love you forever. Long live Jeff Campbell. David writes, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside the still waters. 
He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely a goodness shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father, your grace is sufficient. And your love is everlasting. And Father, we ask that as we leave this place today, that Father, maybe you have spoken to someone here. Maybe for the first time in their life, they realize that there's something missing. And Father, we pray that that would not just be something they've learned, but something they would act upon. And Father, for the person that's in a dark place, for the person that's really wrestling with maybe depression, with anxiety, with the pressures of this world, Father, I pray that they would reach out, a best friend, a family member, someone. And Father, for this family, I see the healing work that you're already doing. And we praise you for it. Father, we love you and we thank you. You are our great shepherd. And you are in control. And Father, you hear and you answer. I pray that every person here knows what it means to have faith in something greater than themselves. Draw them to yourself so that they can find the same salvation that Dr. Campbell found. We ask all this in the strong and powerful name of Christ. Amen. If you would please stand.